stone, you get geese when trees roll. They say I'm evil cause I train my ego to see gold. See no seagulls, couldn't see these goals, please. It's the return of the beast coast. No cash flash, but the cheese still make teeth show. Incognito, it's how you move on the strip, but you trying to be veto. Well, there's rules to this shit, don't get clapped. That ain't real spitters, y'all lips chat. You better watch, Mr. Nice Watch, don't risk that. I got a six pack of beer skill that I spill like that. Everybody knows Y'all niggas so spoken Down below choking The type to drop the soap when you soak in In front of most men It makes sense why you want beef With this frozen It's nuts for you schooling the tool Look here, hold on, better shoot yourself flexical Because I'm next to go The progressive flows from New York to New Mexico My lyrical Spanish with the fans is demanding Step into my box and that's exactly what you stand Good afternoon, good evening This is your host, William Moore and once again, you're joining us on Chill Time is Will Time. Um, I'm pretty excited today. I uh, I got a special guest on, another guest who I'm uh, pretty excited to expose you all to. Um, I got him here via telephone. So he's on a speakerphone, and I'm going to let him introduce himself to you guys here in a sec. Uh, but we kind of met, um, you know, essentially via the podcast. Uh, he kind of heard a couple of the episodes, reached out. And uh, him and I exchanged some information with one another. Uh, found out that we got a lot of uh, great ideas that uh, coincide with one another. We see things kind of along the same lines. And overall, I just thought it would be a great idea to have him on and uh, and collaborate with him. And hopefully this is just the start of uh, future projects that we work on together and some future collaborations. But um, without further ado, brother, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Ra Art Sheik. You know, a lot of people know me as Diddy Doe, which stands for Gradually Aspiring Life to the Third Eye, and Doe is Doubt Organized for Elevation. I'm an author in, in the entertainment world. Right, right, right. So, I mean, man, that's, I mean, from what you just told us, that's a lot. You know what I mean? We got, there's a lot of cats out here who ain't doing anything, but as we all know, man, entertainment industry, has a lot that comes with that. Um... So, I mean, I guess one of the first questions I want to kind of start out with is um, kind of what got you into the entertainment industry? Well, as a young kid, you know, I've always been writing and poetry was the art of choice, the drug of choice for me. You know, I always got high. It was a way to express myself when words directly by mouth wouldn't work. You know, I would grab a piece of paper and just, you know, let out my pain or any thoughts I was going through at the moment. Wow. So, essentially, it was, it's just, it was an outlet for you from the from the jump. Yeah, it was a great outlet, therapeutic, so to speak. Nice, nice, nice. And so, um, I guess with this, um, as you kind of got started when you were younger, man, like, were there, um, were there, were there, were, as you were growing up and you kind of found out that this is something that you wanted to do, um, who did you kind of look up to along the way of growing up that kind of helped you make good choices, but also kind of helped, uh, mentor you in your work? Uh, I looked up to various people. Uh, one of the people I looked up was to my cousin. He used to play football and, you know, he was real good at it. He went out for the, um, he almost won the Heisman. Uh, besides him, it was, I was into a lot of art and poetry and books. So I read Goosebumps books, everything to the degree with my mentor, you know, because I believe everything can show you something. It's a deeper meaning within a meaning if you, if you look at it right. And then you could look at it at all different types of angles, you know? Right. Yo, so, you, you read the Goosebumps? Yeah, I remember on. that, man. I used to have, I used to have, dude. I used to collect all of them in uh, elementary school and grab yeah. them every week when we went to the library. I had to grab a new one and kind of read those. So those are classics. Yes, indeed. That author had uh, R. L. Stein, I believe it was. He had a yep. unique mind frame. Yeah, man. He's kind of like uh, R. L. Stein. I kind of akin to like. Maybe a Stephen King for teenagers back in the day when when we were when we were younger. Yes, indeed. That's awesome, man. And who was your cousin? You said uh, almost won the Heisman. Oh, his name was Anthony Davis. Where? Yeah, he um, yeah, he, he played for Wisconsin. You know, he set a few records. He was doing good. Then 
I guess had a little setback. You know, it's always a hater that's not trying to see you shine sometimes. Right, we all got those uh, crabs in a bucket that try to pull us down every now and then. But the important thing is try to keep your eyes on the prize and persevere, man. Yes, indeed. In that zone and don't get out the zone. Right. You might so peek out the zone, but don't peek for too long, you know, because the distractions come along. That's dope. That's dope. So it's nice to know that even though maybe he wasn't able to to overcome some of his haters or some of his distractions, he was able to help keep you focused on what you needed to do to reach your to reach your goals or whatnot. Yeah, yes indeed. Like he still overcame it. I guess life takes us in different directions sometimes. You know, he's doing his thing um at a college right now, so he's helping a lot of people see their future. I could dig that. I could dig that. And so kinda give me some uh some background into kinda like what else led you into this direction, man, because besides, you know, um just trying to stay focused and uh, uh, needing to get that expression and stuff out. I get the feeling with like a lot of creative people like myself and, you know, like you, you know what I mean? Like when we uh, we kind of chatted a little bit, I know that there's another driving force behind your creativity and things that kind of push you. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know into like what what else it was that kind of led you into this direction. I can dig that. I can dig that for sure, man. Word. And so, and and so, from that, what type of career goals had you set for yourself um, during that period when all of this was kind of coming together for you? You were being guided, and you were getting all this inspiration. Well, the career goals, you know, like I, I always wanted to before say, "Hey, I'm gonna be the next Jay Z or Puff Daddy," as far as you know, owning the business in the entertainment world. But now, you know, I, I see even higher. I just want to be, I want to create an entertainment, you know, I don't want to say business, maybe a whole new entertainment industry where it's just like free of expression. It's not as many cutthroat because as, as we talked about earlier, the, the business is, <laughs> the entertainment world is crazy. You know, it's not cutthroat and people that are so greedy is just, just free expression, you know, and yeah, so elaborate on it a little bit for me, uh, a little bit more for us. Like, so your idea of free expression, like, in its truest form, what is that? What does that look like to you? Free expression is is being you, find out, knowing thyself, knowing who you are, and creating. Because we all are inspired and informed by different things, but I say using some of that parts of what we learn from others as well, blending it with our true essence, who we are. Because, you know, just being free about it, but not like free in the, with the right morals. Because some people are too free and we got to realize the effect we have on other, other people, you know? So definitely have some morals with the freedom of expression. Right. And and the reason I wanted to, for, for you to elaborate on that is because, especially when you talked about free thought and freedom of expression, because there's a lot of people out here just kind of throwing throwing the terms out there, freedom of thought, having a free mind, um, freedom of expression. And I think some of them are misguided. And, um, cause, and I talked about this briefly on another podcast episode. Because some people think that freedom of thought means you can throw anything out there and that it's supposed to be like, I guess it's supposed, that makes it valid. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you say something stupid or ignorant doesn't necessarily, you know what I'm saying, like, make it valid or say, you know, necessarily, like, does that mean that that's freedom of thought? 
that, that you can have a dumbass idea. You know what I mean? Why are you out there preaching that you're free? Like, i.e., you know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye talking about slavery was a choice. He was all over, and some of his supporters were all over, you know, constantly preaching, you know, freedom of thought, you know, this, that, and the other. And his mind is free, and he's not thinking like a sheep. I'm like, dude, you can have independent thoughts. You can think, you know, outside the box. But you can be stupid, too. And those type of comments were stupid. Do you get what I'm saying? Nah, I understand. Some people, yeah, they just... They they do what they feel is going to attract the masses. And I understand saying certain things, but you got to understand what effect those things will have on other people. Right. Like, not to stray away from what we were talking about, but a long time ago, um, I heard, you know, like from music, I heard like a little girl singing this once song, my milkshake bring all the boys to the yard, you know, and like, like kids are influenced by it. I, I go around and see a little kid jamming some 50 cent, like, I kill you, I do this. I'm like, yo, do you understand? You know, like, it, it just makes you think like, damn, they're using their, their art form for a whole nother, another way. <laughs> That's right, it's been... Right, it's being used for negative influence instead of uplifting it for positive influence. And and there are people who say that, you know, when, when artists put material out like that, that essentially all they're talking about is their reality, right? They're saying that art uh, art imitates reality. And to, to a point, that's true. But I also contend, too, that some of, these, some of what some of the artists are talking about isn't even their reality. You know, you got artists like Future who rap about using Molly and stuff like that, and then he doesn't even use that. So some of it is like totally like the industry taking taking negative aspects of 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 life that, you know what I'm saying, some everyday folks gotta live through. And I say live through because they indeed have to persevere through it. Because a lot of these things that are rapped about or sung about or a lot of these uh, images that are depicted in some visual art are, are not um, not easy things to endure. You know what I mean? There's a lot of more tragic events. You know what I'm saying? They're things that people have to have to persevere through. And so I feel like a lot of times the industry will take that, manipulate it, so they can you know what I'm saying so they can uh, capitalize off of it. You know what I'm saying? Monetize it. And 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 the same token continue to mislead some of these gen, you know some of these generations down the wrong path, and that's something that I've always kind of been wary about since since uh, I've started to take notice of it, or since I started to pay more attention. Because you know I gotta be honest, you know when I was younger, you know my teens, very early twenties, you know it didn't matter to me either. You know music was music, but I say about the around the age of like. 24, 25, when I really, really started to try to um, enlighten myself um, on things other than the, in the academic world. Because at that time, I was just all about school. You know what I mean? I graduated, but and, and, and I was a great student, but I was I was what you call a, you know what I mean? I was a strict academic. As far as things that were going on in everyday life, I don't think I was as analytical of those things. As I would have been stuff that was in a textbook. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, and, absolutely. Yep, yep. And so around that age, when I started being more analytical of my everyday surroundings, is when I started being like, "Wait a second, man!" Like some of this stuff blasting over the airwaves, some of these images depicted on TV, or you know, or or, 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 or things of that nature. Like I can't get down with that. Like I can't subscribe to that. Yes, I do feel you on that because, like, they see it, you know, it's like. What we watch on TV and what we listen to is like food. All of that with our subconscious and our mind is digesting. Right. And we, are un- and we gotta be aware of it, you know? And I can understand the hip-hop industry to a degree. They, I understand some of the drama they cause, but I, to a degree I don't understand it because it's like, I see them trying to battle with Hollywood as far as the movies, you know, all the violence on the movies, you know? So they try to create controversy through these reality shows to get people mind, you know, to keep uh, capture people's attention. But to me, I believe there's always all um, different ways. There are infinite, infinite great possibilities in life, you know. Right. So that, that's 
that's not the way you need to do it, you know? Exactly, exactly. And so, in your opinion, then, what is, what would be, how would we change that narrative? How do we change that dynamic? How do we start to move, um, move the people from, away from digesting this, this negative brain food, right? This negative spiritual food into more, po- you know what I'm saying, making sure that they're more attracted to and digesting more positive messages and things that are feeding them intellectually, um, emotionally, and spiritually. I guess to, as, to make them aware of, you know, what they're taking in, that it, it does affect their, their life. And to make them aware of what they're taking in as far as visually, you know, listening to what they're listening to. And at the same time, I guess, you know, some people do like drama. Show them, hey, like, this was a drama. These people were trying to feed your mind this and that, you know? Right. So, well, just cool. give, them, give them enough knowledge, I would say. Right, I can dig it, I can dig it. So then let's move into, um, let's kind of move into your background in music. Because, you know, we kind of touched base before, you know, talked about before how you got a background in music and how you, um, you know, kind of were, were were in the music industry, man. And um, it's, it'd be interesting to get your perspective because a couple episodes ago, I, and I, I actually interviewed another um, artist and musician who local a cat that I know, and so it'd be interesting to see the two uh, the two differences and how uh, the two of you view the industry, man. So I guess first question about that is how long uh, were you in the music industry? Oh, in the industry, I want to say a good hmm, eight years, maybe. Okay. Like, I was rapping, you know. I went to a few places to perform, and then I guess when I started realizing the business aspect of it when it started you know different doors started opening up as far as i wrote a business plan i actually got offered a a few thousand dollars for my business plan i was kind of i'm not gonna say young and dumb that i didn't accept it at first but you know it's always two sides and more to the story you know right that point you know the finger that point leads back to the body pointing it so so i got offered a a few bills and stuff, and I rejected that, but what I found out about the industry, people don't take rejection lightly, you know, like, bosses and CEOs, they have, they're in control of their emotions for the most part, but people will try to blackball you out the industry, they'll make your life a living hell, and, you know? Right, right. Guys, it's crazy. And so, in the beginning, what even led you to the industry? What took it from you kind of doing music or doing poetry and stuff to just, you know, get your expression out to let me go ahead and let me try to make a life or a career out of this? Um, I will freestyle, you know, around a lot of people and stuff like that. And I will get people who are like, yo, you, you are nice. You know, you can really do what you do. And so why don't you take it serious? Um, a friend was a friend of mine, he was going to a studio, he invited me to the studio he was going to, so I started recording tracks, and I was getting good feedback, but, um, it was the younger me, I didn't have as much gratitude as I have now, you know? Right. So, the universe humbled me to a degree, I guess, from not taking that deal, to, you know, um, realizing just gratitude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, Life got a way of humbling everybody. I think we've all got those stories where, you know, like they say, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so we kind of we kind of learn the hard way. Um, but that's why I always place such an emphasis on mentors um, and having people that you can look to. Um, and that's why I always try. One of the greatest things I ever heard, actually, from it was like a work conference a couple years back, a multicultural leadership experience conference. And I was told uh, by a higher up that the greatest thing that you can do for yourself professionally and personally is to have two mentors. One personally, one like a personal mentor, and then one that's a professional mentor. So somebody that's either in the industry that you work in or uh, at your specific job site who you trust, who you know will, 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 will keep you straight in line and tell you the truth whether it's something you want to hear or whether it's something you don't want to hear and can help you navigate what some of the professional politics 
and pitfalls can, may be. And I, I got to say, ever since I took that advice, um, I haven't been sorry at all. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. That's wisdom right there. Ex- exactly. Wisdom. Exactly. That's why I think it's a... That's one thing that I think is um, a real disconnect just overall in, in all of our communities. I feel like um, there's a real disconnect between uh, the older generation and the younger generation coming up, right? So the younger, younger generation thinks the older generation don't know nothing. They're too old-fashioned, and they don't, uh, they don't know how to advance with the times. And the older generation thinks the younger generation is young, dumb, hard-head, don't want to listen to nothing. And and when the truth is, they could both learn a lot from each other, right? Because oh, you hit it on the nose. I was about to say that. I like that. Yep, they could both learn a lot from each other because this is the thing: a lot of people confuse wisdom and intelligence for the same thing when they're actually quite different. All right. So intelligence is actually being able to um, read, obtain a lot of information, facts, data, and um, and 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 basically like re, re, either regurgitate it or process the information, right? Wisdom, wisdom is in fact knowing how to properly use what you already know and what you know along the way. So you can be you can be very intelligent but not be wise at all. And you can be somebody who doesn't have a a a a, 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 a plethora of intelligence like let's say cuz I've met plenty of people um from the old guard who may have like you know, have seventh, eighth grade educations, correct? But they're like, dude, they're like sages. They're monks. You know what I mean? Like yes. they're wise beyond their years because they've experienced things. And so they they know how to properly use what they do know. And it's why they've been able to ascend and get to certain fa- you know places in life. And I think that once we are able to, um, everybody can get, a, get a, you know, kind of get on one accord and understand that the two are very different and that, to that you want the both of them and that we need each other for that i think we'll be a lot better for it and like i said i think that's where mentorship comes into play that's why i love you know when i go back to visit back home you know i'm constantly listening to stories from my grandfather great aunts great uncles grandmother because that's wisdom you know what i mean like yeah they might not be able to know how to work the latest ipad or macbook or whatever be the case but there's so much wisdom in the things that they say. They don't need those things to get by and to make it. You know what I mean? It's it's a wonder why. It, this is, I'll, I'll lay it out for you just like this. I'm going to show you how wisdom works. They, that generation was not privy to all the information that we know as far as about health and wellness and stuff like that, right? They didn't know about all these new age diets and stuff we have, about all these different chemicals and stuff we're putting in food, all of that, correct? Sure. But they live way longer than we do. Think about that. That's wisdom, bro. True. That that technology age, this technology era, it's a gift and a curse. You know, um, it's a lot out there, but at the same time, it's make people distracted. And some people right. are on their phones. They're holding their phones while you know their friends are next <laughs> next to them. It's like, hey, enjoy their presence. Exactly. And not to like switch the subject but how you said there's a disconnect between the younger generation and the older generation is so much true because some of the older generation it seems like you know I guess it, it, it that goes to the system though too because some of them are you know work some parents work non-stop and they don't aren't able to spend that quality time with their kids and so when they do talk to them the kids say oh you gotta tell me this you gotta tell me that and sometimes they want to be listened to too, you know. So that's why I, I wrote this thing actually when I was I was gonna write a psychology book. It was gonna call the eighteen theory, and where you know how some kids say I can't wait till I get eighteen. You're not telling me nothing what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And basically, that's because they they weren't listened to enough. They didn't spend that. Kids need a certain amount of attention and quality time, and I'm not sure. Is it because of the, well, I am kind of sure it's because of the system we're in, you know, like people are paying bills or maybe it's because they don't know how to, you got to have a certain amount of financial literacy, you got to know how to save and budget. So, hey, you could, 
you could spend quality time with your kids, you know? It's a, it's a lot of things. The system doesn't teach us. Like, growing up, okay, we want to have our own apartment, our own this, but hey, it's cheaper to live with a, a group of people and y'all all split the bills while you're saving more money, you know, until you can do stuff. I think our, a lot of generations want things ASAP, overnight, and some things do happen overnight, but you got to overstand the process of everything and it, life works in many ways and many angles it's, it's like yeah get that mentor you know <laughs> right and and what you were saying what you were saying about technology kind of leads me to another discussion that i was having uh with some peers not too long ago um matter of fact i brought it up and um and uh a, 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 a doula class i was taking and so and basically what, the, you know, the conversation was just talking about, it, it kind of hovered around the same topics that we're talking about right now, as far as disconnects between generations. Right. And, and, and I made the point and what I was saying was that, um, we have all these new technology, technological advancements and we're advanced in different ways, but there's also much like there's a difference between, um, being intelligent and being wise. There's a difference between, uh, advancing and progression. Um, and, 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 and like yeah, and so what and I'm gonna elaborate on that a little bit. And so what I mean by that is, um, so, so we got all these different, all these new technological advancements, all these new gadgets, like you say, we're so in tune to them that we we got our face in a new gadget. We don't even notice what's going on around us. We don't even notice somebody sitting next to us. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me why. A lot of the kids are coming up these days, like our graduation rates are lower. Or, or, or in our communities, we seem to be regressing a lot. Like we're not progressing. Like technologically wise, we're advancing, but as a people, we're culturally, we're not progressing at all. If you look at just look at just the the political climate right now. Look at the moral fabric of our country in general, right? Look at the moral fabric of the world. Look how people are treating each other. Look how look what we deem to be okay and what's not okay. Look at the stuff. Just look at the difference in the stuff that's on TV now versus what was allowed to be on TV back when me, you and I were younger. True, I was having a discussion about that. You're right. You, I mean, look at like you can watch some TV shows and they will bleep out curse words, but they'll let you see. They'll let you say the N word. You know what I mean? That's to me. That's to me. We haven't progressed. That's not progression. That's regression. That's regret. We haven't even maintained. <clears throat> Because in my in my in my opinion, time is linear, right? We are going. It, it's time is a construct, but in the construct that that we have provided, it's linear. So it's either <clears throat> it's always going forward. It doesn't stand still. So if that's a fact, so if time doesn't stand still and it only goes forward, or it it, it only goes past us, then there is no maintaining, brother. You know what I mean? We either getting better or we getting worse. And morally. Our moral fabric seemed like it's gotten worse. So that's what I meant when I was when I was saying, you know what I mean? Like, it, as far as advancements, yeah, culturally, we've got plenty of advancements. We're light years away from what we used to be 10 years ago, five years ago, even three years ago, if you look at the, some of the technologies out now. But morally and stuff like that, as an overall society, we haven't progressed at all. It's, yeah, it's... Um to me, it seems like I wanna. I'm still not trying to define life, but right. Overall, it seems like to a degree maybe a test. Um, I, I, I always call it God school. Sometimes I call it that. And basically, you know, it, it, it want to see who has the morals, who has the love, you know. Right. And I believe those who are good-hearted will always will always conquer whatever they need to conquer. And it's gonna be some distracted, but nobody is never lost until maybe they you know they go away from this planet but i do i'm not to be religious or anything i do believe similar to the bible says we're going to enter not the last days because i believe the last are really a, a start of something new so it's gonna eventually be heaven on earth but in order for sunshine sometimes it has to be a natural disaster but after that you know the sun still shines i can dig it and 
And so maybe, you know, it, like the planet, you know, with all these things happening, just like you said, we're, you know, addicted to technology, like the climate is changing. There's a glacier melting a lot of people don't even know about, but they know about the latest reality show or what's playing in the movie theaters, you know? I it's can make it. glacier melting at, <laughs> at a crazy amount of speed, so maybe, it, you know. Only the ones, it's sad to say, only the ones with good hearts going to remain. Maybe that's a, a test. I always say the ultimate creator, you would call him God, Allah, the, the ultimate creator, I always say because, you know, look at, you just look at the world and see, but it all, it, I say it got lonely at one point, but it wanted people, it wanted people, it wanted friends, and you don't just invite everybody into your house, you got to get to know them, and this is its way to get to know us, you know, what we choose, right. we choose on earth. That's a dope way to look at it. I, I, I've never really, I've heard many different people's interpretations or spiritual interpretations of that, but that's the first time I heard somebody kind of uh, spell it out quite like you just did right there. That's pretty dope. I like that. Well, thank you, brother. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, so kind of, I know I kind of derailed us a little bit with that. But um, I just kind of like you know what I mean. Like if something kind of pops up in my head, I just kind of go with it. But um, it's, so it's all connected. Yeah, it's for sure, connected. for sure, for sure. So you know, back to the to the music industry. Um, kind of what I want I want you to kind of talk about some of the pitfalls that you experienced or actually that you see in the music industry um, now. <laughs> it's like driving down the road and you know they ain't um, fix none of the potholes and stuff like that um, some of the pitfalls you know people could get addicted to money um, when I say I, I, could, I say that as money to me is a tool you know right. use or be used and some people could it, it's power that you get and when you get that power in your hand some people could not know what to do with it they could not help out you know I believe of course help yourself but you got you've been put in this position to help out others you know they can make, not make or they can not make the right investment some you i know we always see some people are non-stop artists going to the strip clubs spending thousands and thousands of dollars you know right right on these strippers um and other pitfalls uh oh you gotta hang around a um, this is a lesson I'm conquering now. Hang around the right people because there's some people that smile in your face, you know, as they say, and they got a knife behind their back. You know why they shake your hand with one hand? They just holding the knife behind their back, waiting for the right time. Like Caesar in the Senate. Ooh, and then I don't. I hate to speak. Words are powerful. That's why sometimes I'm hesitating on the words I use. I know, like, this is a, not a derailment, but, you know, like, just with the music industry, it's almost like you got to listen to the right stuff. You got to say the right words. Right. Um, where, where I was going, like, there's certain phrases that we are akin to saying, like, I don't know, or, you know, um, and different things, you know, so we got to get our phrases right. I can dig it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I didn't stare too, too left from the question. No, no, not at all, man. And so I guess what it actually kind of leads into the very next question is like, so you kind of outlined some of the pitfalls that you either encountered or experienced yourself. Like, how do you how do you really see us fixing it, though? Us fixing it. Um, we need more unity and the way we value a dollar should change. The way we value a dollar and spend a dollar should change. Because, yeah, I feel like um, I feel like we could say that about every all facets of life, not just music. Yes, indeed, because like sometimes I'm not racist at all, but I do know as me being an African American person, I'm supposed to help my culture out to a degree. But overall, I don't see color. But at the same time, I could understand the dynamics of what they did to us, and we'll go get so much money and then go spend it here. Or there, and them people really won't like us. We need a system where uh, this is how we fix it. We need a system where we're spending money in our own in our own communities. Right, you're right because because in the African American community, I I talked about this before too, dude. We spend between three and four trillion dollars in America annually. We we just just alone. If African American, if if this country didn't have the African American dollar, I mean, our economy would. Dude, it would be a catastrophe. You know what I'm saying? But the other and the other side of that is 
The African-American dollar leaves the black community faster than any other dollar leaves any other community. So it's like, like I've, like I've said before, it's, 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 it's irony. Shakespeare would call it irony. We can't put our own people through college, but we do a good job of putting other people's kids through college. Right. And and we it's like a box they want us to fit in and sometimes we jump in there and lay down in that box, you know? Right. So with that being said, some of the leaders it's a system they have. Some it's actually a lot of leaders that are helping out people and they they're doing good but they don't wanna leave lose that title position. With that being said, if they see a new up and coming person that's hot, like this is almost similar how I got blackballed to a degree. Well they tried to blackball me. If they see another person that's set hot, they will want them under them, you know? Right. Like, yo, you got to be with us or nothing else. And it's like, hey, if that person got intentions to help out the community, hey, go for it. it, it you shouldn't have to say, think about losing your position or whatever. So it's a, it's a hierarchy system, which I know we do need order in life and always respect the mentors, but we got to, we got to adapt with our the system of an order I believe we have, you know? We right. have order but you gotta water the new talent more, maybe. I can dig it. I'm with that. I'm, I'm I, I like that, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Watering the new talent, fo- fostering that positive growth. Yeah, yeah. So Go ahead. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, what are the the you know I, I, last two questions about the music? Um, you know, what did you enjoy most about the music? And just kind of wondering if you have any more plans in the future about either getting back in the industry or p- putting out any more material. Yeah, um, I actually I want to change. I'm ready to change this entertainment industry. And what I well I, I'll start though with what I loved about it. I love. It was an art, you know, it's like when people go to an art gallery and look at a picture that captured their eyes. Like, I used to love writing rhymes, and they have double and triple meanings, you know, if you look inside of them. And right. it, it, will, it will make a person think. Sometimes, like, if they love the rhythm of it, I love the way people nod their head because they're enjoying that experience. It's, it's something about making a person enjoy enjoy their experience through your creation, you know, and creation is everything. I look at it from houses, the street, the pavement, everything is creation, it's art. Um, as far as where I'm taking it, I, I look, I, I wouldn't release probably a full album or nothing, but I'm I'm interested in starting up my own label in the future, and I do want to sign talent. I probably, I might hop on the track here and there, you know, right. <laughs> with them, and with with me, I do write books, so I want to, one of the books I'm working on is going to be like a poetry audio book, but it's going to be rhyme stories, I call it. It's going to be telling the story in a rhyme pattern, and I want to revolutionize the way the audio book is, because it's going to be like a music, poetry, book CD. Dope. And, and yeah, I just want to change the industry. I want to add in things that I felt I can, you know, open lanes. There are open lanes everywhere. Just find a hole, find a hole, grab some thread and sew, you know? Right, I can dig that. So so I'm glad you actually talked about the book because that actually is, is a nice segue and is leading us into, this is actually the part of the interview that I've been looking forward to the most. Um, and the reason why is because um, we're going to touch on the fact that you're an author as well. And I... Um, you know, I'm a I'm an incessant reader. I love books, you know, magazines, comic books. I'm always reading something, um, something to feed my brain. You know what I'm saying? I read practically no fiction except for except for comic books. That's but that's about the only fiction I read. Everything else is is something that that I can learn from that pertains to, to, to today or a person that's made an impact or a theory or any you know something that that I can use to 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 um to feed my brain and my spirit to um you know what I mean like go out into the the world every day and change the world conquer the world you know what I mean and so and so um that's why I'm excited about this part if two is like you've got to be you've probably the first 
Now I know of plenty of black authors, but you're the first black author that I've that I've actually come in contact with. So that's why this part of the interview is the most exciting part for me. So um, you've already written an ebook. Um, yes. Can you tell us about that? Yes, the um, ebook I wrote is called Poetical Gems. It's, I, I want to say it's poetry quotes, and you know, but everything it, it has a deeper meaning to it. It's about it's about life, my journey, but whoever picks it up it's their journey too because to a degree we're all reflection of each other you know it's like the law of attraction everybody I interact with you know is part of me or part of a thought I was thinking and vice versa they, you know they were thinking about me some way somehow I did uh, with that word and, and with that said with my books you know I want to like with that book I want to let people know who I am my art I actually released it because I was going through a long a long period. I was writing it for like years and years, and it was just so happened. Uh, I want to say years and years. I was writing it because you know I needed my confidence to get up to realize, hey, I'm this author. You know, I am that I am. I I am who I say I am. And basically, I put the book out right when I was homeless. So you know, right? It's like I I got fed up. Like yo, I got to change my life. So. I gather all my material, and like the second day after being homeless, I just um published it, you know. And you did it while you was got, you did it while you was hold on while you was homeless, yo. Yeah, I was homeless when I released it. And, it takes a lot of focus to really stay to stay focused on. I mean, when you home, like I've worked with a lot of homeless people before, and that that is a state of an of emergency. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a yes. that's a that's a state of trauma, so to speak. And often when people are in that state, they're focused solely on survival. You know, how am I get by? How am I get through the day? How am I get it to the next day? So the fact that you were able to keep focus and kind of keep your eyes on the prize and still put that project out, I think is commendable all in itself. I, I appreciate that. You know, um, I realized it was something I needed to, you know, I was like, I, I was at the bottom at that point. Well, quote unquote, my perception of the bottom, but maybe it was life like, hey, you need to, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. Maybe it was life where you're talking to me, and I said, you know, I need to do this, and I put it out. Um, and actually, the people that it was crazy that, like, I was, you know, I was going through, but I had some people that supported it, and that was the way I was eating for a few days, more than a few days actually. So it, it really helped me out, humbled me, and all of that. Maybe get my focus back on track. That's dope, man. What what um what inspired you to write the book? Like you told, like you said that you had kind of been working on it for, you know, for a couple of years or whatever. But what was the overall inspiration like? It, to me, I believe we all have gifts, and we all are. Everything is art, so that was my art, and that was our gift is to inspire others. You know, like we are going to create. So I wanted to. That was my best way of creation. That was like not strict, so to speak. And I knew my creation was going to either inspire other people or, you know, help other people out with whatever they was going through. Nice. I like that. I like that. So take take me through um, take me through your process of writing because everybody's got a process. Every creator has got a process of how they do things. Even even you know office assistants, admin assistants. They got a process in how they file their work or do data entry. I have a process of how I attack a painting or how I go into designing, you know, you know, putting a new sketch for a new, uh, a new shirt or slacks or, you know, when I'm designing clothes or when I'm, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like thinking of, <clears throat> uh, you know, logos and stuff that I, you know, that I like work on and stuff like that. What, what, what is your process for writing? is a little scattered now I won't I won't say scattered but it's different like sometimes I'll just sit down and write I, whatever I'm going through or sometimes I like to as people say when they meditate they like to connect to the to God or the creation I, I like to like like just empty my mind and whatever comes to it it's almost like you know your channel is something higher uh, other times I do this thing called free thoughts I guess that's similar to the what I said at first and basically free thoughts is like I might look at anything the wall whatever catches my eye I start writing off of that and 
somehow uh, it'll relate to something I experienced in life, you know? Right. I can dig it. Wow, that's, that's, that's cool, man. So what was... You um, that dog in the background, too, if you heard that. <laughs> I guess it, it wanted to shine, you know, it's 15 minutes. <laughs> I can feel you, I can feel you. So um, what was... What was the most exciting and difficult part about writing this book? The most, the most exciting part was finally getting it over with. You know, finally saying yes. It like, was like a relief in itself. Like being at the end of the journey. Yes, it was like, hey, it's like walking down a, a twenty-five thousand mile hallway or something, and you finally see the door, and you know, you open the door, and now there's another hallway, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it was like, it was just a, a big relief, you know, it was me getting, realizing I could do it, me getting my confidence back, and basically, I guess, that was the most difficult part, too, not believing, or, you know, like, not really, like, trusting myself, not saying, you know, like, I could have been had it out, but I needed that part in, that experience in life to push me. I can so do that. Diff- yeah, so the difficult part was um, the doubt I had. Whatever doubt, whatever doubt society, you know, whatever doubt society gave to me and I accepted, I had to like watch it all the way until I, you know, I was me. And I, I, I kind of feel like I've experienced that in a way, maybe not the same, but kind of similar feelings in certain projects that I have underway now. Like I've always kind of been a person who's had all these ideas, right? Um, and I, I'm a person who has to get these these ideas and get their creativity out. And um, but I've always tried. I've always also been the person where I'm like, if I'm eating, then somebody else is eating too. You know what I mean? Like I'm always trying to bring people along. You know what I mean? And um, over time, like it just wasn't working out, man. Like either the people weren't into the vision, like I was. Or as motivated to do it like I was, or um, oh snap! Looks like we lost him. Let's try to get him back right here. Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Oh, uh, no problem, brother. No problem. That's what happens on on, on these on these calls sometimes. But um, yeah. I'll just kind of I'll, I'll just kind of pick back up where where I left off. I was just saying, like, you know, it's difficult sometimes because people don't see your vision or they don't have the perseverance like you do, right? Or they don't have the focus that you do. And so what would happen is a lot of times um, the projects just wouldn't go through. Like, it, it just wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? And so finally, what happened is my breaking point was, you know, this isn't my first podcast. The first podcast I had was with a partner, uh, was with somebody else. And we split because of creative differences. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be true to myself. I wanted to just be an authentic person. And he kind of wanted to be more entertainment-wise, which, you know, it's fine, fair enough. Wish him the best of luck. And then I said, you know what? Never again. I can't again let one of my ideas fall by the wayside simply because somebody that I wanted to basically build with can't persevere or see the same vision. So I'm going to go about it by myself. So I went ahead and I just kind of, and I jumped on and created the, you know, this podcast and I've been loving it ever since. And what that did, that momentum kind of bled into some of my other projects. Um, and those other projects are flourishing as well. And I'm going at my own pace. I'm not rushing. I'm doing it purely out of the, out of the passion of it, not for, some misguided monetary purposes, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And it feels good, man. It really feels good to build that way. Now, that, that's amazing. You know, you took that step in. Some people, as you said, like, some people, you know, can't stand on their own, too. And some people can't make that decision. And, you know, that's a leader trait you have. Right, right. I like to think so. I'm just glad that, you know, I didn't let it fall by the wayside again and I kept going, but... Um, yeah, you know enough about me. Let's, I mean, get back to you, man. You, you're the, you're the, you're the star of the star of the hour right now. Um, uh, so my both the stars, you know, take a star to know the star, right? I can dig that. I'm with you on that. I ain't. Hey, I'm definitely not gonna turn it down. I tell you that much. <laughs> so the next question I got for you is, um, so now that you're you're an author, right? 
And and to yeah. me, like I said, to me personally, I don't know how other people feel about, but personally, that's a big deal. All right. And so a question that I kind of had for you is, do you feel a certain level of responsibility as a black author to make sure that you're putting out exceptional, exceptional work because of the, the, the need for more recognition for black authors? Or does the pressure come strictly from yourself? Like it doesn't have anything to do with any exterior expectations. It's because you personally feel like you need to put out great work or do you not feel any pressure at all? Right, so right. Yo, you know, you you know, I'm into that, right? Oh, you poop. That's amazing, right? It's like a rabbit hole that goes on to another eternity. You know exactly. If you yeah, if you got if you if you if you need some book recommendations, I got several for you that you should jump into. Um, that have really kind of um, like you said, it's a rabbit hole, dude. Um, quantum mechanics, quantum physics, relativity, all of that. Like, it's. Once you are able to gain like some type of base understanding for it, dude, the theories and the concepts about what the possibilities are for our galaxy, the universe, outer space, dude, like you said, it's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. Even time Quantum itself. Yeah. Quantum entanglement, all of that stuff. String theory, all of it, bro. You, uh, you, on, you know, you on point. And I wish, you know, hopefully... That goes actually back to your question, you know, uh, as me being author, I want to be able to open people's eyes, but open them in a in a right way because everybody, it it reminds me of this, that quote. I believe it was in maybe the Bible, some prophet wrote it. You know, don't don't give um gems or don't give uh, uh, gems to swine, something similar like that. And with that said, a lot of our people, you know, as African American and just people in general, good hearts, we need to, you know, I believe we need more wisdom. Though at the same time, some people have to get over their ignorance barrier, you know? Right, right. It's, it's like, you know, some people aren't open to new life. Some people aren't open to answers. They say they want the answer, but they really want to revolve in a circle they were spinning it. You're right. I mean, I couldn't have put it better myself. You just want to feed you want to you want to feed that hunger. You want to foster the growth because yeah. if you're any if your mind if you if your state of mind or your your way of thinking is anything like mine, then you're probably the type that thinks like I don't have to do it for them. If they really want it, all I gotta do is 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 plant the seed and they'll foster the growth. I put the seed in the soil, throw a little bit of water on it. They'll make they'll make sure that they're the sunshine and the fertilizer. They'll take care of the rest. Uh, I like that. Nice, nice, nice. So, so how far would you like to take your career as a writer? I want to actually take it to new places that never been as far as a, um, being an author in the entertainment industry. I want to do something that was never done before. I know many people say it's nothing new under the sun, and I won't say I agree or disagree, but at the same but time... But there can be a different variation of something that's already been there. Yeah, like like it's like this combination of everybody on this earth right now and then just having this day, that's something new to a degree, you know? Right. And I 
I want to take it places it's never been. I want to add some type of new creation to it, you know? I like that. I like that. There's always... um. There's always, you know, the tapestry of life is always interesting. There, there, there can always be new threads and new patterns added to it. And I guess um, that's kind of how we connect it. We're much the same where we are two people who are always looking to um, pull a thread here, add a thread there, and figure out what type of new pattern or variation we could add to that tapestry. Yes, indeed. I, I like that. Because, you know, as they said, it was a quote, we standing on the shoulders of a giant from our ancestors to everybody that was previously in our art, you know? Right. And it's up to us to become a giant. Really, we already are giant. We just got to realize we are. I'm with you on that. I've, I've, I've made, um, I've spoken those same sentiments before. Matter of fact, I've gone a step further and said that, you know, um, there's a saying that says, um, that we are all, uh, we're made in God's image. Um, and if we're made in God's image, then we are gods. We're just, we're just, we're just bad copies. You know what I mean? The copy is never as good as original, but we all, if if we're made in his image, then we are gods. And therefore there's no reason why we shouldn't carry ourselves as such and seek to, uh, ascend and transcend reality as if we are, you know what I'm saying? As if we are gods. Oh yes, definitely. And you know, I believe, I believe life started in Africa. <laughs> you know where that goes. Um, right, right. I believe it's a lot. You know, it's a lot holding us down. They, I believe some people call us the sleeping giants, you know, because they got us, like, they got us living a certain way. You know, they fed, a, fed our mind with all types of stuff, and they try to take out who we really are, what is original. I can dig that, man. I've always said that, um, to kind of piggyback off what you said, that I, I, you know, the world does view us as sleeping giants. Because why else would everybody be so afraid of a black person? You take a black person and let them walk down the street angry, and take a white person, let them walk down the street angry, and everybody's more afraid of the black person. Why? Yeah. I call that America's bad conscience because they know that all that they have done to us and all that's been done throughout history to hold us back, to beat us down mentally, physically, and emotionally. But yet we still here, and yet we still pose a threat. All that's left is for us to recognize the power that we have within and to foster that, to make sure we let it grow and cultivate that. And we'll get to where we should be. But first, we got to organize and and, 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 and and be able to be strong enough and smart enough to look within and figure out how we're going to foster that growth, though. Yes, I like how you said look within because that's the key. You know, it's like it's a deeper world and everything we see is like, you know, and in order to walk around, our heart has to beat, and that's inside, so everything is inside, you know, we gotta look within. Right. And I hope more people, meditation helps me, I, I try to meditate, close my eyes, and just connect to something that's deeper, you know? You know what, I actually picked up meditation a couple of months ago, um, purely just to help me with my sleep, actually, because I've historically have been a horrible sleeper, never sleep, get more than three to four hours of good sleep a night. And, um, I started, you know, I kind of got to the point where I was just kind of running out of ideas. Um, and then I, what I started doing is I started, uh, looking at some of these Buddhist magazines, right? And I actually, uh, read them not because necessarily that I necessarily believe in Buddhism or, you know, I'm not a Buddhist or anything, but I believe a lot of their practices in there are actually very helpful as far as the self-help, the mindfulness and stuff like that. And I can honestly say that when I remember um, to meditate consistently, I actually do get a good night's sleep. So it's one thing that I actually fall on just for um, just good sleep hygiene, actually. Mm. Now, that's amazing. You connected to it, you know, and and I'm sure the more you go into it, it's like it's a whole world out there. You know, it's like you're connecting to something that's I won't say higher, maybe higher to a degree. But at the same time, it's something like we're, you know, us as black people, we lost our connection. I don't want to even say black because when we could go on, you know, like the words are powerful. And, you know, black, if you put that together, it says be black if you break it down, you know. Right. And, but yeah, meditation is powerful. And it's so much, you know, just we got to like uncover about ourselves. We are a powerful beings. We just need unity and love. How sappy it makes 
sound, you know, unity and love, but always, you know, be you know, don't take no shit, you know, from nobody. Right. I don't mean to curse. No, you good, you good, you good. Yeah, don't take nothing from nobody, but at the same time, you bring love, but you know. Yeah. Bring peace, but um, you will let them know you was taught war if they need be. You're right. You're right about that, man. So, are there uh, are there any other types of media that that you're involved in besides literature and music? Uh, literature and music is overall what it is. Uh, I was doing. I, I still do marketing on the side. You know. Right. Uh, I help like consult different people as far as you know. I felt that I had certain ideas that they might have overlooked that you know could have helped them fill up a hole. But the focus is entertainment and writing at the moment. Okay, cool, 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 man. So, man, you know, first and foremost, I'd like to say, yo, I appreciate you coming on and joining me on uh, on this episode, man, and really uh, filling us in about you, your work, um, your goals. Um, it's been, you know, as as, as, a, as a fellow creator, i like to just say, like I said, I appreciate it, man. I thank you, man. And, um... You know, hopefully we can get together and do this again sometime. Yes, yes, indeed. Part two hopefully coming soon, and I appreciate you as well as your platform. You know, right and, for sure. Um, focusing that light shine and the light, a light reflects another light. You know, um, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yep. So, hey, why don't you uh, before we close out, man? Why don't you tell people uh, where they can find your work so people can. Uh, uh, to get a, or how people can get a hold of you personally, so they can just you know get get a hold of your material and 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 lend some support as well. Well, um, yeah, you from well, my Twitter handle is Giddy Doe G I T T Y D O E and I G as well Giddy Doe, and they can find me from there. And I have a link to my book. It's Visions E dot Blogspot dot com V I S I O N V E G R O U P dot blog spot dot com and they can purchase my book from there. You know, any support is support. I appreciate that. Cool. And is there any is there any uh email address or anything that you want to give out to people so they can get in contact with you? Oh yeah, they can um find me at Magic in Art. Magic M A G I C I N A R T T two T at Gmail dot com. All right, cool. So, uh, listen, I hope everybody got that. Um, this is an exceptional brother who I had the privilege, like I said, I had the privilege to meet. And we're definitely, this won't be the last time. We'll definitely have him on the show again. And we'll actually be collaborating um, on some projects here in the future. So, um, yo, um, if anybody has any questions, comments, um, any ideas, critiques, Please uh, reach out, get in touch with me at chilltimepod at gmail.com. Um, but other than that, uh, yo, we out. You got anything, any last words, bro? Yeah, no, I appreciate, you know, your platform, man. Much more, you know, blessings and prosperity to you and everybody listening to this, you know? Word, word, word. All right, man. Hey, thanks for everybody listening, and we out. Better shoot yourself, Plexico, because I'm next to go. The progressive flows from New York to New Mexico. My lyrical Spanish, what the fans is demanding. Step into my box, and that's exactly what you stand in. Ain't no half stepping around me. And you gotta drown the fish before you clown me. The young cop killer.
thriller. I'm dead ill, so Doc will ya give me two shots for Tupac killer, nigga. So searching till my flows are perfect. I ain't trying to be a slave to grow old from working. Sorry, badass, you lucky that I peeped a second. Tell them niggas keep it stepping with their beat selection. Check the melodies, it's so heavenly. That shit to get your hips to move with no 70s. Audiopium, can I bust a liliquies? Got that shit mixed and mastered, both remedies. Grab a spoonful, we stirring up a pot. And you know we gotta serve it while it's hot. I'm flowing like a volcano with dripping verses off the top. Dirty cops still swerving on the block. Looking for black kids that's spitting up acid. It's in my jeans, so don't worry where my pants is. Get with the script, it's that ignorant shit. And they bound to get sick of us quick, but I ain't selling my lips. It's a shift. I know you feel it, man. We blowing up like a ceiling fan, dropping off jewels like killer cams, man. When it comes to kicking verses, I'm Mr. Van Dam. Crushing strawberry, it's a jam. So throw up both hands if you can. Ironic how I'm killing this shit until they bury me. My volume is going in depth with longevity. Stupid, stupid, stupid.